into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, and I have two guests, as we are here for the 2020 Beat My Guest Tournament finale the championship yeah it's 2021 so what it took a little bit longer but i think the journey was well worth taking as long as it did i am here with my first guest my first finalist cheyenne fletcher cheyenne how are you doing i'm doing good how are you doing aj i'm doing good uh jeffrey is not in the room with you right now but you have anything you'd like to say some trash talk uh, now is your time Man, I didn't even think about doing some trash talk. I'll just say good luck to both of us. Uh, I've been playing a lot of trivia with Jeffrey, so this will be interesting. I think we play about 20 to 30 games a week with each other right now. So A little bit of a grudge match. We'll see how that goes. And his opponent, the one and only Jeffrey Sigurd. And Jeffrey, how are you? I'm doing well. Good to see you again, AJ. Oh, it's good to see you. Uh, you have any uh, fighting words for your uh, for your competitor here? Well, I know that Cheyenne beat me head to head in Learn League this season, since we're in the same Rundle. So, hoping for a bit of revenge on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, anything's possible. Uh, you two are going to be battling it out here for supremacy. Uh, you know how this. This game gets started, though. I don't have to explain to you the rules. Well, I'm going to explain the rules just a little bit for those who might be listening for the first time. And if you're listening for the first time in the championship, I mean, go back, listen for a little bit. I mean, come on, people. Uh, as always, this, that, and the others, how we're going to get started. I'm going to give both of you three categories. Read off a list of ten items. For each item that you can place in this correct category, one point is headed your way. However, be careful, some items may in fact fit multiple categories, in which case you'll only get the point if you correctly state all the categories into which that item fits. Two things I promise you both. Uh, one, every item does fit in at least one category. There's no shenanigans in that regard. And these ten items are being pulled at random from a much larger list of options, so if you try to game theory your way into figuring out uh, which category has, seems a little light, well, that's not going to help you. Trust me, it ain't going to help you. Don't even try it, but you guys know this. Cheyenne, are you ready for uh, this, that, and the other? Yeah, I yes. Let's. Uh, these can either be really kind or can just be brutal. <laughs> well, it is the finals, so uh, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, you I know. feel like sometimes I just fall into people's wheelhouses, right? Jeffrey, are you ready? Let's do it. Your categories for this finale, this grand finale, this or the other, this Houston Astros All Stars of the nineteen eighties. You're that! The nominees for the Best Actress Oscar 
2005 through 2019. This does not include the most recent Oscar nominations that have been announced. And your other current, as of January 2021, United States Senators. Wow. Okay. This is a... Uh, two of those are definitely in Jeffrey's wheelhouse, so this will be interesting. <laughs> um, I can tell you that I won't be able to tell if any of the others will overlap with the Houston Astros All-Star event. Let's, we'll see what comes. We shall see indeed. Uh, item number one, Aparicio. Oh, okay. Um, don't, I don't really, hundred like, that's not 100% any of these for me. I know that there was an Aparicio baseball player, uh, maybe Luis Aparicio. I couldn't tell you where he played. I can't think of a... It was Best Actress, right? Best Actress, Oscars, yes. I was just double-checking on the uh, no supporting actress or anything like that. Correct. You know, I'm just going to go with Houston Astros. There might be a senator, but I can't. Aparicio kind of rings a bell for me as one of the actresses nominated for Roma. I'm trying to remember if that was lead or supporting. It might have been lead. It might have been actually been the, the main character. So maybe I'll keep that. Oh, as far as the other two categories, I mean, it doesn't remind me of a senator that I can think of. Although, you know, with all the shuffle, it's, you know, it can be challenging to keep track of that. Um, as far as Houston Astros All-Stars, certainly a possibility. It's going to be really hard for me to pick that unless it unless i can't fit it into the other two categories uh i will guess best actress for this one the answer is best actress this is yalitza aparicio and as you said roma well done one point for jeffrey that is not correct cheyenne no point for you you are correct there was a louis aparicio but he's he's a much older player item number two luhan 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 doesn't sound like a best actress that I can recall. Could be a senator. Could be an all-star. I feel like this is just going to be a whole round of me just making wags at every single one. Luhan. Luhan. <laughs> and I have to kind of guess what, what I think the uh, nationality of this name is. Uh, it, it sounds like it has some... Uh, some Asian etymologies in there, and there haven't been that many Asian uh, senators, but then there wouldn't, I mean, there, there aren't many Asian baseball players either, so maybe I'm, I'm off track there. As you can tell, I don't know this. I'm just going to guess current senator. Should we go senators on Luhan? Correct answer. We are using a J here in the name, L-U-J-A-N, for Ben Ray Lujan, the Democratic senator from New Mexico. Wow. Senator is correct. One point for you. Well done. Item number three, Portman. Pretty sure Natalie Portman was nominated. I never saw it, but I feel like maybe for Black Swan. I know. So you said 2005 to 2019. I feel like Natalie Portman had at least one Oscar nomination, at least for Jackie, if not counting also Black Swan. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, as far as Astros or Senators, I don't know. Unless you pick somebody from Oklahoma on these Senators or somebody who's really famous, and not even then, I still might not recognize the name. I'm just going to go with actresses only. Portman. It doesn't sound like a senator that I know. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just like with the last one. Astros. An Astros. Portman. 
I, I'm I'm going to go with what I know. I'm just going to say actress for that one. Actress only. Well, of course, Natalie Portman was nominated for Best Actress for Black Swan. She even won that award. But there is Senator Rob Portman, a Republican from Ohio, who makes a lot of news for being just an absolutely horrible person. I'm sorry, cannot give you the point there. But you can give yourself one of those ghost points for half credit. Oh, sweet. Does that count? In uh, your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Item number four, Rampling. Rampling. The only Rampling I know is Charlotte Rampling, who is a French actress who might have had an Oscar nomination during that time period for Best Actress. I, like, I can't really place it as far as a Houston Astros All-Star. Certainly possible. A senator, I, I can't think of one. So, I, again, I'll just go with what I know for sure and hope that's all-inclusive. I'll just say actress for this one. Rampling. I mean, this is disaster upon disaster upon disaster here. I'm going to go with actresses only. Actress is your answer for this one. And actress is indeed... Correct. Charlotte Rampling, uh, of course, uh, very much uh, known for, uh, I guess, if you're a fan of Dexter. She uh, appeared in uh, one of the later seasons of Dexter as Dexter's uh, pseudo, pseudo-mother slash psychiatrist. Uh, but yeah, she was Oscar nominated in 2015. She was nominated for a movie called Lois. You get the point. Well done. Moving on. Item number five, King. King. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's certainly a name that can fit the, the senator's category. I mean, when you think about it, most names could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I didn't feel that that way with Rampling. I, I felt like me like that was less likely. The only king I know in politics is Peter King, who I think is a Long Island uh, congressman, so not a senator. Okay, I feel like there is a senator king. I was really hoping that... Uh, baseball players would kind of ring out a little bit better to me somehow but none are sticking out so far and i know that i can't game the system but it does feel somewhat familiar i'm gonna go with astros and senators this could also be a good chance to go for houston astros all-star i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if there was an all-star named king and Given that i gotta take some shots at that category since i i i just don't know it's not one that Actress, I, I I can't think of any actresses with the last name King that would fall in, that would have been Oscar nominated. Um, maybe I'm just not thinking of it, but I I don't have one right now. I think I I think I'm gonna take a shot at current U.S. senator for this one. Uh, Angus King is an independent senator out of the state of Maine, caucuses with the Democrats. Uh, you seem to somewhere in the back of your mind not been able to come up with any actress named King. I mean, I'm sure Regina King forgives you for your oversight, but luckily for you, she won Best Supporting Actress in 2019 for the Beale Street yep. movie. Uh, so uh, you're correct. Nice. <laughs> Survive in advance. Well done. You're in my head. Ugh. I am what uh, Dolores Oreden would always say, a zombie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Item number six, Bass. Wow. I'm not... So it's funny. I've started all these spreadsheets that would have really helped me, and March was when I was going to fill them all out. <laughs> so if we could get back together at the beginning of April... <laughs> um, oof, bass. I feel like 
I'm just going to go Astros. Bass doesn't sound like an actress that I can recall. I don't even recall it as a senator. But I see, I think there might have been a baseball player with a last name Bass. And if I'm so lucky that this baseball player was an all-star for the Houston Astros, then that would be good. I'm just going to take a shot here at Houston Astros All-Star. Houston Astros All-Star. There is a wonderful member of Congress, Karen Bass. Okay, I didn't know that one, so... But when I say Congress, I don't necessarily mean Senate. I mean House of Representatives, so you are safe. Uh, Kevin Bass was an all-star for the Astros. You are correct. I'm glad that sort of rang the bell as a baseball player. (laughs) He did did an amazing impersonation of Sammy Davis Jr. Look it up on YouTube. (laughs) Just something I remember. I'm a child of the 80s. What do you want? All right. Item number seven, Cruz. Cruz. Oh, gosh. There's Ted Cruz. I'm just going to say that that's the thing. Uh, Best Actress. There's a Penelope Cruz. Did she get a Best Actress nomination for anything in the last 15 years? I know she's had some Best Supporting Actress nominations. Penelope Cruz? Did she ever? God, this feels like it could fit in all three of these. 1980s. Okay, I'm just going to go with Actresses and Senators. And then uh, this could also be, it's hard not to think that there's a baseball player played for the Astros named Cruz as well. That's that's toughy right there. Mm. It's almost as if I picked some hard categories for this final. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the all-star is definitely possible. Uh, I'm not feeling the actress. I, I feel like most of her nominations have been supporting, and I'm not thinking of another Cruz it, it, it sounds like it could fit in, in all of these buckets. I'm just going to go with what I know. I'm just going to say Senator and that's it. Well, Ted Cruz, unfortunately, is a Senator. So you're right there. We, we all know about Ted and his vacation-taking ways. Penelope Cruz uh, was indeed nominated for Volve. Astros in the 1980s had Jose Cruz, fine oh. left fielder. Made the All-Star Game a couple times. All three. I knew it! That's what I was like. This is where he would do it. He saved this so he could hit us with the triple up. Item number eight, Scott. I feel like there was a pitcher in the 80s. Maybe even from video game. Mike Scott. Fairly common name. Could there be a senator? I'm just going to go with... Oh, Let's go with Astros only. There's a Rick Scott, senator of Florida. An actress named Scott, between 2005 and 2019, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not picturing one. I mean, the closest I can come up with is Kristen Scott Thomas, who was, but that would have been before 2005, and I don't think she's made a lot recently, at least not in Oscar-nominated roles. Houston Astros, possible. Uh, I'm just going to go Senator again and hope that that's the only one. You are absolutely correct on Mike Scott being a pitcher who was known for his strikeouts. Uh, Maybe scuffing the ball a little bit, but, you know, it's a different era. Uh, They didn't frown on it too heavily, uh, and, you know, they didn't look too closely. Uh, Mike Scott, Houston Astros, you said that you could not think of one Senator named Scott in... That is also correct. There is not one senator named Scott. There are two senators named Scott. Uh, They even call them Mr. Scott, Florida, and Mr. Scott, South Carolina. Tim Scott from South Carolina. I should have gone with it. No points for you on that one. Item number nine, Smith. That's rough. Really? Uh. (laughs) I feel like 
There has to be a Smith senator. And I'm wondering, like, if Maggie Smith has gotten something. <sighs> I can't quite think one. Think of one in the actress category. Um, obviously very possible with the senators and could be an all-star as well. Okay, this is one I can't really name anyone in these categories, at least not right now. I'm sure if I thought long and hard about it, maybe. It's such a common name. If you don't know them, it could really be anybody. Um, I'm going to go actress and senators. Can I crack something in this actress category? There's Maggie Smith. But I, I don't think she's been nominated in the last 15 years. Is there a Senator Smith? There's a Lee Smith who played baseball. I don't know if he played for the Astros. Astros or Senators or both. I'm going to take a shot and just say Astros. I, I, I just don't know. I was going to take 10 points from Gryffindor if you didn't remember Maggie Smith. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, She is an Oscar-nominated actress, but not within the time span that we're dealing with here. So no actresses there. Lee Smith played for the Cubs most of his career, lived with the Cardinals, moved around. Uh, but there was a Dave Smith, who was a pitcher, who made the All-Star team with the Astros in the 80s. Unfortunately for you, there is also a Tina Smith, who is a Democratic uh. senator from the state of Minnesota. So we were looking for Astros and senator. Here is your uh, last item, Davis. Davis, oh gosh. I really thought you were coming with Johnson. Man, Wow. Like, there's probably, like, a really common actress that I'm just, like, spacing on. I'm going to go, God, this is brutal. Especially when I'm not very familiar with any of the three groups. <laughs> uh, let's go with Senators Only. Senators Only. It still always makes me laugh and makes me sound like, sounds like a, a dating site. <laughs> you don't have to be lonely. It's SenatorsOnly.com. Uh... <laughs> Okay, let me start with the actresses. There's Gina Davis, who I don't think has been nominated in a lot in that time span. Kristen Davis, not nominated that I know of. What Davises? Trying to think of. If I know any other actresses named Davis. Viola Davis. Yes, yeah, she would have been nominated for something. Senators. I don't. I can't think of one, but. As we've shown, I I don't really quite have all of them in my head. Houston Astros All-Star. Uh, there are some Davises in baseball, some that have done well, like Chili Davis. So I'm going to guess Astro and Actress and hope that that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you eventually got around to Viola. Uh, many Davises have been nominated. Uh, we've got, of course, Betty Davis. Yeah. Okay. Gina Davis, as you said, Judy Davis, Viola Davis, nominated for Best Actress. She was also, she won Best Supporting Actress for uh, Doubt, I believe, but uh, definitely also nominated in the Best Actress category. There are no senators currently named Davis, I'm sorry to say. And slugging first baseman Glenn Davis was an all-star for the Astros. You get the point there. Well done, Jeffrey. Nice. Uh, three. Three for you, Shy. Six. Six points for Jeffrey. Uh, so, as you guys both know, I mean, you guys have bested the rest of the 16 contestants, well, the rest of the 14 other contestants who competed in the 16-person uh, uh, tournament. Uh, you defeated our semifinalists, Muffy Morocco and Heather Hurley and John Presloyd and Steve Bonneman, and you've gotten here to the finals where the two of you are squaring off, so kudos. Well done. Uh, your, your challenge is not over yet because... 
It is time for the climb. That's right. Five questions for the points climb in value from one point to question one. All the way up to five points for question five. Whether or not they also climb in difficulty, well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> we shall see about that. Uh, as you know, in previous rounds, I've gotten inspiration from you guys to come up with the questions that are not the this, that, and the other, the fungo, and the guillotine. I'm doing that this time. You guys are going to be on an even playing field and, uh, you know, got my inspiration just uh, elsewhere. So don't worry about it. You don't think it'll be a five-letter word or anything like that. <laughs> Sit back, relax, tighten the noose. Uh, I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, Sit back and relax on the hot seat. It's all good. <laughs> and here we go with your one-point question. Boo Hamara. That is spelled B-U-H-I-M-A-R-A. Boo Himara. Whose name translates into the man on a female donkey. Pretended to be the brother of the ruler of what country in 1902, but was ultimately exposed and defeated when he tried to take over power for himself. Wow. I feel like I should be able to like pull something out maybe with those words. This is when I would normally hope that Anarchy was on my team and she could use all of her language knowledge to get this question correctly. I don't know. Uh, Japan. Buhimara. I'm not going to overthink too much, um, especially uh, for the one-point question. I think, I mean, it kind of sounds Japanese to me. Um, I know... That was probably a time period where maybe there was some... Yeah, I mean, they definitely had emperors at that time. I think this is my best guess. So I'm going to say Japan and hope for the best. Japan and hope for the best. Well, you know, remember just a little bit back when I told you that I was going to get the inspiration from somewhere else other than you and Cheyenne? Well, I thought what better place to get inspiration than your other fellow semifinalists... And therefore, when asking for a country, I must be asking for one of your fellow semifinalists. And so the correct answer is Morocco. Ah. Uh, oh my god, like, and I should have voiced it. I was like, I wonder should've. what he's gonna, like, ins- what is gonna inspire these questions? Like, we didn't give him anything. I didn't give <laughs> Yeah, Morocco is the answer, based uh, in honor of Muffy Morocco. But of course, now that I've told you the little secret there... I don't think it's going to help you at this point. <laughs> Move on to question two, worth possible two points. Here's your question. Jorge Garcia is best known for playing Hurley on Lost. His most recent role was as Jerry on the reboot of Hawaii Five-0. Now, in between those two jobs, according to IMDb, Jorge Garcia has six television credits in which he has appeared on a show in at least two episodes as the same named character. For your two points, name any one of those six shows. And there is your Heather Hurley connection. Like I said, one's going to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Name one of the shows. Six shows with two credits at least. Like my brain is thinking of something like Law & Order related kind of spin-off-y kind of stuff. Man, I'm just going to go Chicago PD. Okay, so something between Lost, which was in like mid-2000s to like 2010-ish, and the recent reboot of Hawaii Five-0. That's probably been around for maybe three or five years. And I think it's recently ended to Jorge Garcia. What would be a good guess here? 
mean, these are both network shows, so maybe I should think of network shows. I don't know this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna vent. I'm just gonna be venturing a guess. Uh, let me just throw out there. I'll just say Criminal Minds and hope he appeared on that show and appeared twice at least. Criminal Minds, a fine show. 323 episodes of Criminal Minds. By the way, you can catch Ken Todd Svensgaard and myself doing a Criminal Minds podcast. <laughs> Felonious Pundits, uh, just, uh, we just started it up, so be sure to check that out. A little side uh, side gig of mine as well. So thank you for the opportunity, Jeffrey, there for the plug. <laughs> but Criminal Minds is not a correct answer here. The six shows, uh, one of the six, I would be stunned if anybody got because I'd never heard of it either. I believe it was probably just a YouTube television release, but it counts. So if you gave me this answer, you would get the points for it. But again, this was not expected. He played somebody named Gaspar on a show called Maggie. That was not really gettable by anybody. Just happens to be a correct answer. We have! He played the character Drug Dealer on two episodes of Californication. He played Anton the Giant on Once Upon a Time. He played a character named Bobbert on Mr. Sunshine, vehicle for Matthew Perry. He played Steve the Blitz on How I Met Your Mother. And a show in which he was the lead, he was Dr. Diego Soto on Alcatraz. Wow. You know what? I think I have seen... I never would have pulled Alcatraz, but I. now that you say that, I remember that. I have not seen an episode of a single other show you just mentioned. Still sitting on six there, Jeffrey? Yeah. Cheyenne, you're, you're on three points. And it is time for our Fungo. Fungo, three of a kind. Here is how it works. Three disparate clues, all pointing towards the same singular answer. If one clue is all you need to get the answer right, three points headed your way. If you need two clues, two points. And if you need all three clues, one point will be yours. Of course, if you three strikes, you're out. No points will be headed your way. But I'll give you three ghost points right now just for participating. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'm up to so many ghost points. <laughs> I hope you're keeping track. Uh, normally, during the regular season, we did it where I had you pick uh, one of the clues. I'm not doing that because there's two of you. Therefore, I just put them in order myself. So you'll get them A, B, and C. Here is clue A. Subject of a Bananarama song, their highest charting single in the UK. I mean, the only Bananarama songs I know are Venus and Cruel Summer. I've got some really deep, deep Bananarama knowledge. Uh, I think it's one song, maybe two. So when I say that, I think <laughs> I have one song, but it's not even actually their song. It's a cover. Yeah, let's just go with Venus. Um, I guess uh, a good guess would be Venus. I'm not sure of any other songs they have, but um, you know, might as well um, go for something here. So I'll say Venus. Very good guess. It is not correct, so we will move on to Clue B. American artist from Syracuse, who was a contemporary of Jackson Pollock and Mark Rothko. Okay, Pollock, Rothko, this is from Syracuse. I mean, Jackson Pollock um, was with Lee Krasner, who was also an artist. Um, other artists in that period... Now you've got De Kooning, who I don't think is an American artist. Jasper Johns would be around that time. And I'm not going to get any help from the first clue because I just don't really know Bananarama's catalog that well. So it's going to be a pure guess from this clue alone. 
Robert Rauschenberg, kind of, I think, around that time. Uh, I mean, if I go with Jasper Johns, maybe I'll just guess John. Ah, uh, man. Uh, art. Not my thing. Like, even if I come up with names right, then I'd have to make it fit with the first one. Like, I know the whole thing was kind of like color theory-ish kind of stuff, or, you know, contrast. I feel like I need to have one half of the name to fit with the first clue. I'm trying to think if I can think of any songs that are about an actual artist. But, like, I don't know if I know people of the time. Like, if you'd asked me if they worked together at the same time, I wouldn't know that. Uh, uh, Mondrian. Another incorrect answer, so we're going to move on to clue C. Star of Brazil. Star of Brazil. I'm assuming it's not one of the, like, 23 stars on their flag or whatever. I know that there's a movie, Brazil, which I've never seen. Or could it be, like, somebody famous from Brazil? I don't... Uh, Star of Brazil. So this could refer to Brazil the country. It was also a Brazil the movie as well. I think that was directed by Terry Gilliam, which I've watched, but I don't... Now, now I need to remember who was in it, if that's the right thread here. If it's an actor or actress, it'd have to overlap well with the second piece, Star of Brazil. The only people I would know from Brazil, I wouldn't be able to get like a actress or singer, but is there any way that this could cross over with a soccer player? Pele, Neymar, none of those fit. For some reason... I don't know why. This is probably way off. But if James Woods was in the movie Brazil, that could maybe fit. Maybe the actual subject isn't of a person or something, or a th- like, but it's in the woods. Uh, I'm just going to go with the woods. I really don't know. I feel like my best bet is, to, is for something to fit plausibly in the second clue, because at least I know, I know those names a lot better. Andy Warhol, Georgia O'Keefe, Grandma Moses, maybe. I don't know. Hopper, the artist, possibly. Um, I mean, I think the best I've got maybe is Hopper, because there's an artist named Hopper, and there are a couple of actors that could fit the Hopper that could fit the Hopper category. So, I'm gonna go with Hopper. Woods is a generic enough name to be like a contemporary. What? Oh, well, no, I was just thinking of. Jasper, that I wonder if that could be Jasper Johns, but I can't get that to fit him. I'll stick with Woods. All right, we'll throw that in the hopper, see what comes out. Um, sorry, not the correct answer here. What we were looking for, brace yourselves. I will tell you that the uh, name of the person that I'm looking for in C is a junior, name of the person I'm looking for in B is a senior, and they are related, father, son. Bananarama sang a song about the junior, and it was their highest charting single in the UK. Uh, you hadn't seen Brazil, it would have been a lot easier if you had, perhaps. Not a lot of big names in the film. Uh, Jonathan Price is the lead, Kim Greist is the female lead, Michael Palin plays a big role in the film, and Michael Palin was given the role because he knew director Terry Gilliam. And he was promised the role a long time ago. So when this big star said, I, I want to play that role, Terry Gilliam was like, crap. I mean, I can't. I promised it to my friend for like years. Um, but I can give you this uh, other role. Uh, he's like a janitor. His name is Tuttle. Would you like to play him? And he said, yeah, sure. Why not? 
And that is how Robert De Niro appeared in Brazil. Robert De Niro Sr. is a famous artist. There's a lot of uh, art exhibitions. He's in a lot of museums and, and whatnot. And uh, Bananarama had a hit song in the U.S. and in uh, the U.K., but it was like, I think it was number three in the U.K. at one point. It's called Robert De Niro's Waiting. I feel like I've heard the Robert De Niro song. I mean, having heard the answer, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I just yeah, obviously. Oh, I need to... Uh... Watch more movies and learn Academy Award actresses. Okay. Are you, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, you know, let's, we're leaving base camp now. Uh, you know, instead of climbing the rest of the way, I'll, I'll let you find a taxi driver and get a lift up to the yeah. top there. Nobody else here. You must be talking to me. All right. Two questions left. Highest scoring questions. Then we got the guillotine up ahead. So, you know, anything is still possible. Do not fear. This was meant to be hard. Separate the wheat from the chaff or the... Jeff from the shy. I don't know. Anyway, here is question number four worth four points. In the year 1790, Thursday, October Christian became the first child whose birth was recorded where? And you're saying the name is Thursday, October Christian? Mm-hmm. Thursday, October Christian. Is there anything that that can link me with? It's making me think of like Mutiny on the Bounty with Fletcher Christian, <laughs> which makes me think of like uh, Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea-ish area. I mean, if we're talking about the United States, I mean, that's definitely early, early on. If we're talking about outside the U.S., I mean, there's a lot more possibilities. Cannot argue with that logic. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I guess, with some pretty broad logic here. <laughs> Why would it be significant that something is recorded? Is it some some log, some monument, some registry somewhere? 1790. Or is it a, pl a place rather than a document? Maybe it's like some discovered country or region or state. I... I don't know. Um, I think the best guess I can come up with, and it's not really a great guess, but I will say, I'll say the U.S. Census. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I mean that is that would be a census year, so um, that's probably that's probably the best I got right now. I can't think what the other. Yeah, let's just go with New Zealand for no other reason. Go ahead. Yeah, New Zealand. All right. If this question potentially sounds familiar to you, because this is the final Jeopardy question from the episode where John Presloy defeated Anarchy Garcia to take over as Jeopardy champion, mm. he got it right. She unfortunately did not. Uh, she had her revenge, however, because she's the one who made it to the Tournament of Champions and not him. So, ha, 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 ha. I love them both. The uh, other person who was playing with them answered the bounty, made the same connection as uh, the Fletcher Christian. So the question is, where did Fletcher Christian have that baby? Pitcairn Island. I knew I, yes, knew that it was something smaller. I get it. All right. One last question before we get to you know what, the torture device which shall not be named. It's not really a torture device, actually, though. It's more of a killing device. But uh, hopefully we won't be doing any killing here. Hopefully you'll be cleaning up with this final question. Good luck. Here's your five-pointer. Originally built for World War II, what kind of corrugated metal structure was named for the Rhode Island location where it was first manufactured? You said corrugated, right? Okay. Yes. What could this be? 
corrugated metal structure. I mean, I think of like barns and sheds. Okay. I don't know. I know here in Oklahoma, we have tons of corrugated metal casinos, but that's just because they just pop them up on the side of the road everywhere. Corrugated metal structure, you said? I did. Named for a Rhode Island location. There's only a few Rhode Island locations I know, or cities, I should say. Yeah, Providence, Newport, Woonsocket. Rhode Island location. Okay, I've got Providence and like Warwick. That's it. Corrugated metal structure, so something that's got some some texture to the surface. It's for World War Two. It could be could be a weapon vehicle for World War Two. Corrugated. Why, why would it need to be corrugated? I'm just gonna like. I'm not gonna get there. I'm just gonna have to throw something out. So, during, I'm trying to link it to World War Two. Why we would have that? Like, if there's a connection to that, like armory or like warehouse. Or shed, barn. No. Let's just go to casino and hope that we can get out of here. I'm trying to even think what this metal structure looks like. And why would it need to be built for World War Two? It's either going to be a defensive structure or just a military structure, possibly. I don't even know if this is a big thing or a small thing. I, I mean, I, I don't think I know this. Um, I'll just say, I'll just say Fort Knox. I would not feel bad about not knowing this. After all, it is the five-point question. And... In addition to that, in honor of our semifinalists, this is the question that eliminated Steve Bonneman when he was on 500 questions. Uh, after he had gotten 168 right, he uh, got this one wrong, and that eliminated him from the show. So if Steve Bonneman ain't going to get it, it isn't easy. Oh, I guarantee you, he's... He's screaming at the at the at the podcast, but he might yeah. turn the podcast off at this point. <laughs> this is a structure known as a Quonset hut, whatever that is. <laughs> I should have gotten there. Yep, I know exactly. The half. Yep. Yeah, yep. You, you were there. You were there. I, I could see it percolating, and just couldn't couldn't quite hike the ball. You were stuck on hut. Or something like that. I don't know. It's a card uh, metal structure. <laughs> All right. Let's just dismiss that. Put that behind us. Yep. Let's get down to the nitty and the gritty here. The game game's still up for grabs. So let us be very clear here. All still to play for as we head into a little something that we all know and love. It's time for the guillotine. We got the guillotine. One final question is before you. One answer is required. Get it right. You will double your score. Get it wrong. Score stays the same. However, if you don't give an answer at all, and why in the heck would you do that? This is the championship. I know that's not going to happen. But if you happen to give the wrong answer, which I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, then it's off with your head, and your score will get chopped in half, and that could make all the difference in this contest. I mean, come on, let's do this. Let's do this here. <laughs> you know how it works. Yep. I'm excited. Here is your question. Director Tim Burton has collaborated with Johnny Depp on many, many films. Which Tim Burton-Johnny Depp collaboration ranks first? In terms of domestic box office, which has been adjusted for inflation. What is the name of that film? Okay, Tim Burton's Johnny Depp. You got 
Edward Scissorhands. You've got Sweeney Todd. You've got I think you've got the Alice in Wonderland movies by Disney. That and Through the Looking Glass, possibly. You've got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I think one of these is animated, and I'm trying to remember if it was maybe it was the Corpse Bride or something like that. What else? Johnny Depp. I don't have to think of all of them, I just have to think if I'm missing a big one. Like, I'm wondering if this is, like, an older one, if it's adjusted for inflation, and it's something like Edward Scissorhands. I don't know how much that would have jumped up. Or one of these bigger ones, Alice in Wonderland, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't know if he was in something, like, I think, like, Big Eyes was Johnny Depp. He wasn't in Big Fish, that I can recall. He wasn't in Batman Returns, that I know of. Edward Scissorhands is tempting, but I don't know how well it did in the box office. I think a good sweet spot here could be a movie like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, it's riding the coattails of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's relatively family-friendly, at least to the extent that Willy Wonka was. Sweeney Todd, I'm not feeling. I think the one I like the best is, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, for the reasons I've explained. There are, in fact, eight movies on our list of tim burton slash johnny depp uh pretty much if you uh go through johnny depp's filmography and and think that was a pretty weird one that was a tim burton film uh yeah. <laughs> uh you know if it also had uh holland bottom carter in it that's probably more more yep. the power to you uh locking it in but yeah so let us go through them from uh eight to one uh, with $13.2 million. I'm actually surprised at how bad this did at the box office, considering it actually was an Academy Award-winning film. Uh, Ed Wood in seventh place, 70.4 mil. That would be your Demon Barber of Fleet Street, a.k.a. Sweeney Todd. Uh, you uh, came up with the name of the animated film, 76.4 million Corpse Bride. Well done. We had Johnny Depp playing a soap opera vampire in Dark Shadows. That made $91 million. Top four here. We have at 122 million, you got your Edward Cizoir hands. And let me show you our guillotine answer at $183 million. I think it's very appropriate. Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Wow. You did not even mention it, but of I, course... That's a, good, that's a good thing. What better film to have as a guillotine answer in our finale than the one where the guy loses his head? Irony. Which leaves us our top two answers. One at 295.5 million, one at 384.5 million. In first place, and our correct answer was Alice in Wonderland. Charlie and Chocolate Factory comes in at number two on the list, which means that Jeffrey stays on six points. And it all comes down to what did Cheyenne give as his answer? If he gave Alice in Wonderland, his score gets doubled, and he ties Jeffrey at six, and we move on to a tiebreaker. If he gave anything else, the title belongs to Jeffrey. I'm going to go, and I don't even know if I can get this name right. It just seems like I'm going to go with that. Charlie and the... No. God, I keep... I'm doing it again. Like, just about there, and then I'm like, ah. Let's go with... I mean, it just, like... Let's just go with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 
that means that Jeffrey, by a score of six to three, you are our champion. That's more like a learn league score than it is a beat my guest score. Do you have anything you'd like to say to your your, your competitor here, Cheyenne, who is sitting no. right here next to you listening? <laughs> We've got a friendly rivalry going. We're like frenemies, right? Because we, we play trivia almost on a nightly basis. Um, you know, that's a good crew to, um, you know, just, just to hang out with. Uh, you know, I have all the, res- all the respect for Cheyenne and his trivia prowess and what he brings to the table. I mean, he did beat me in Learn League. Earlier in this season, yeah, no, um, I couldn't go up against a better uh, competitor. Good game, Jeffrey, and um, apparently starting to make uh, spreadsheets of movies I've watched is not helping as much as I thought it might. Well, congratulations, Jeffrey. You are indeed the first annual Beat My Guest champion and wear the crown on that head, which is still firmly attached to your body, mercifully so. Uh, had you been guillotined, we would have had to go to a tie break. But <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to all my competitors this season. Thanks to Cheyenne and Jeffrey for uh, graciously coming back again and again and again. <laughs> uh, if you would like to join our Facebook group, Beat My Guest the Fans Hot Seat, you can find me on Twitter at BMGPod and Patreon.com slash BeatMyGuest to support the cause. Ain't going to say no to that. Thank you all for listening. We're going to take a few weeks off and regroup, but we'll be back. Don't you worry. Hold on to your heads, folks. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you liked what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.